Now, this woman has scared the crud out of me for 20 years. I've been in the business a long time. She is such a force to be reckoned with because she knows who she is, and she knows what she does. She knows what her lane is, and she's very, very good at that. And so she's an accomplished author. She's done big, big stuff. But anybody that knows Kim Claver, she's going to have an opinion. Uh, I'm in a real secret group among a bunch of top network marketing earners, and she is often the topic of conversation around some very controversial type marketing she does. And good afternoon, everybody. It is Tom Chenault. It is Marianne Niehaus, and it is the Tom Chenault Radio Show on a Saturday afternoon. No matter where you are, it's afternoon somewhere. Hello, Marianne. How are you? Tommy, I'm doing good. So here's the deal, Marianne. A little bit excited about the one and only Kim Claver. Yeah. We got any surprises for her? Maybe. Well, we probably ought to talk about him before we talk about now. Let's talk about her first. Yeah, let's talk about her. I think that's a good thing. This woman has scared the crud out of me for 20 years. I've been in the business a long time. She is such a force to be reckoned with because she knows who she is, and she knows what she does. She knows what her lane is, and she's very... Very, very good at that. And so she's an accomplished author. She's done big, big stuff. But anybody that knows Kim Claver, she's going to have an opinion. Uh, I'm in a real secret group among a bunch of top network marketing earners. And she is often the topic of conversation around some very controversial type marketing she does. So I'm excited to talk to her. I'm excited to see her. But before we go there, I want to bring in our – the one thing I wanted to be sure of is that I oh, – I'm trying to think of my words. I want to make sure I gave her the right kind of interview. I want to make sure it was that good. And we used to have a co-host, a co-host on this show that was ten times better than me at asking questions, and he was about a hundred times better than me at listening to the answers of those questions that he asked. His name is the one and only author of The Greatest Networker, and it is John Milton Fogg. How are you, John Milton Fogg? We're happy to have you, John. When you sent me the text this morning and you talked about the, the respect that you've got for Kim and the breadth of her knowledge and the depth of her knowledge, I was, you know, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, and it was just, it really, really was great for me to have you help us with this interview because I think it's going to be important stuff. So why don't you kind of lead it into Kim and let's get this show on the road. Well, I'm I'm a snob when it comes to training in direct sales and network marketing. And you can point your finger and say, oh, he's just being arrogant. And you know, maybe you're right, but having done what I've done so uniquely for 30 years, I have a very high threshold uh, for the people that I really listen to. Well, Kim... Kim has been a visionary, and I was trying to think, I'm no good at dates. How long I've known this woman? It's got to be 25 years. Yeah. It's got to be that long. And there are some things she did that I just, in the beginning, she talked about the top of the heap and build a big heap and miss studs. And I'm like, oh, Lord, who is this woman? And 
I did, you know, so in honesty, I had to kind of get over some some prejudices to open my ears to listen to her. But 25, 20, 25 years ago, this lady was harping on retail customers, paying customers. That is the foundation of this business. If you are not embracing that, pursuing that, teaching that, training that, doing that, you are way out of line. And now our federal government is taking multi-billion-dollar companies just to the woodshed and spanking them good because they don't have an emphasis on retail customers. Kim is, you know, I mean, you read her dossier or whatever it's called, curriculum vitae, uh, which is appropriate for a Harvard grad who also went to Stanford. The woman is utterly, utterly brilliant. And she has aimed her intelligence at direct sales network marketing, and she's mixed it up with been there, done that. I, I can't remember how many companies she's been in, huh? but she's been to the top of every one, like four or five. Yeah, she's you know? a beast. And, and she's there not been with four no or five because she's a junkie. She has moved on with, with conscious choices, especially the things she loves. She's a nutrition freak. So she moved on to that. She knows online marketing backwards and forwards, social media. So she moved on and got involved with that. I just, there's no one uh, who, who is in the position of quote unquote trainer that I have more respect for than this lady. And I told you and I'll tell your audience, she's offering a course beginning in September and I Signed up for it. Oh, I heard that. I could, I, that's another thing that. I, that's another reason I let you on. I've never seen you spend a nickel and sign up for anything. So that's shocking. So, good God. All right, let's get going. Let's. You're, the show's going to be over before you get done introducing her. Kim Claver. How are you, Kim? What's going on? This is what's going on is you, buddy. Thanks for the wonderful mm-hmm. intro. I don't even know what to do now. If I should blush or what. I don't know either, man. That was pretty cool. Uh, tell yeah, us a story, you, Kim. You are, I think you're more relevant now than you've ever been. I mean, you've been talking and harping about retail, and I was, you know, myself, Tom Chenault, I couldn't spell product, vitamin, or mineral for so long through my career. Customers were something that came along with finding, you know, you threw them overboard just to find business builders. Little did I know I was supposed to pretty much keep the customers in the boat and throw out the business builders, but it took me a long time to learn that. So why don't you just tell us the story and what's going on with you? Well, you know, when just to pick up where what you just said, you know, you're one of the few honest ones. People today try to hide any any comments they ever made about how the business is all about recruiting. But, you know, if you think about it, the way it's turned out until the FTC stepped in, there really could not have been any other option. And that is if somebody, if we incentivize, if we pay money for stuff, we're going to do it. We're human after all. So if the money is in the recruiting, which is what people have said for 30 years, then that's what people are going to do. And to me, it's really not that far removed to go from recruiting to customers. If you, anybody that you, if I signed up with you tomorrow for some $10,000 package, I would definitely be recruiting people and getting a lot of customers. However, I'm still a customer because I normally would 
if I like the product, I would buy it every month, not just to qualify and rank up, but to actually use the stuff, right? So a recruit in many ways is just a big customer who starts with a big order. And that's where the so-called money is. So if I start for, I don't know, a thousand bucks and you get 10%, that's a hundred bucks. If I'm a customer of yours and I pay a hundred bucks a month and I get, you get $10, say, because I'm preferred, right? Monthly standing order, not as a rep, but just as a customer who likes it, then you make $10. So of course we're going to look and say, well, this, you get a thousand dollar order, you make a hundred bucks. You get a $100 order. As a customer, you make 10 bucks. So where's the money? Well, duh, it's in the recruiting. However, after a year, if I stay with you, you've made $10 a month for 12 months, and that's like 120 bucks. And of and the recruit just did the one thing for 100 bucks. And often they return their product, or yeah. they never order again. So in many ways, it's really, it's been the recruiting focus because that's what the companies paid for, and that's what they did. So I think when the FTC came around and said, you've got to be crazy, don't you have any real customers? If we incentivize customers, then people will start getting long-term customers. And I'm not interested really in retail customers. I mean, I know people talk about that, but retail is a onesie. I don't want a onesie. I want a forever Z. So when we, I run an experimental team right now with a with a program where we are just experimenting stuff, and we make everybody commit to three months. So if you aren't going to stay on it for three months, we're not signing you up. Why we don't we don't need you? Because in all the nutritional type programs, skincare type programs, I mean, I'm telling you, this is what we do, and we have people lined up to sign up. Because it's just a different approach. If somebody won't stay on anything for three, say you're 60 years old and you're overweight, so they have, a, I don't know, some kind of an Now, why in the hell would you say that? <laughs> right? And you're overweight. Right? And you say, you know, so I want to have a quick fix. We all want a quick fix. Cheap and quick. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're going to get 60 years of habit changed, then if you won't stick for 90 days, you're not for real, so we don't want you. So yeah. you have to sign on the dotted line. You will commit for 90 days. I get that from every one of these people, and we have everybody stays in for 90 days. Why? Because then you can see a change. So that's the advantage. If you learn how to get customers and get them all on the minimum 90 days, then you don't have to freak out about qualifying every single month to meet your rank or to or to get paid. So that's one reason that customers are really good. We have to just educate the customer that this is going to be a minimum of 90 days. And if you won't do it, we don't sign them up. You know, we sold veggies and capsules years ago, and people would say, can I have a month? And we'd say, no, three months. We started the auto ship for that company for the fruits and veggies and capsules because we didn't want to sell one month. What are you going to do in one month with a couple of supplemental pills, really? John Fogg, yeah, go ahead, John. Long ago, when I started, I started with a company called Celtech. And Celtech was an absolute product culture. Product, 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 product. And people used to eat this green algae and smile at people with green stuff on their teeth. I mean, they were crazy. Then a movement came into the company which shifted it to business building. And that was the end of Celtech. I think there's a very strong cultural component when you have a product orientation. Do you agree with that? You do. And you also have a culture when you have motivational type of focus, which is where the business builder stuff comes in. I mean, if you ask people at, I don't know, take the annual recruiting event, 
that Tom promotes and that we all know. Of course, who doesn't love and know Eric? I've known him for, what, 27 years. We started in the same company. But if you ask, if he, I think he asked people there last year, how many of you have earned enough this year to come to the event to pay for the trip? Kim, do you remember where you were? And sorry I cut you off, but we've got hard breaks. And the next one, so you know, is exactly at 29 minutes on the dot. So take oh, it away, Kim. Good, good. Okay, well, we were just talking about cultures. John was saying if you have a product-based kind of focus, doesn't that create a culture, which, of course, it does. Apple, iPhone, that's a wonderful example of that. But I was just adding that the, in our history, the, the focus on recruiting and business building, so to speak, has also had a culture. And the culture is often more important than the income. And that's why I was just saying that at, at major company events, doesn't matter what the company is, you get 15, 20,000 people in a room or even 5,000 or even 100. If you ask the people how many of you earned enough from your income this past year to pay for the travel and the hotel and the tickets for the event, fewer than 5% of the people say they have. So you yeah. can see that the culture side of our industry is really, for many people, more important than the income. And so some people say, well, this is a business of a lot of people doing a little, and that is good when it is spoken by a top recruiter, which I have been, which you have been, which John has been, when we have thousands of people who are all doing a little, namely the monthly authorship, right? <laughs> but with the – so the earning of the income has really not been – I mean, that's what the FTC noticed and pointed out, and we all know this, how many people actually earn anything where they can replace their income, you know, four or 5000 a month. Yeah. So the culture is really a very important thing, and for some people, it's really the main thing because they don't like their friends, they don't like their relatives. So having packing up, getting out of the house, getting rid of the kids, getting rid of the other half, is a wonderful thing to do and to feel motivated. I mean, who doesn't want to feel motivated? You go to see Tony Robbins, and you come home and you feel like a million bucks. And on Monday, you don't call anybody because you don't know what to say, and nobody. Yeah in your upline wants to help you because they think, well, what is wrong with you? You don't believe. You obviously don't, aren't really committed. You obviously don't have an experience. Why aren't you doing it? And, I, you know, I have found that if you pay attention to why people don't do stuff when there are so many of them, that every now and then you get a little gold nugget dropped on your head by what they say they don't know. They don't know how to start. They don't want to feel stupid. They don't want to talk about the money when they haven't made any. They don't want to talk about how easy it is when they themselves have the runs, when they have to make a call. I run cadaver calling challenges. They call. People learn to call, and their whole life is transformed, you know, in a week because they now know how to do that. So I have focused where the people have told me I need help. Help me talk to people. What do I say so I don't sound like a dope on the phone? And that's what we've basically done all these years. So I was just saying it's really not about the money because the people who stay and come often make little or nothing. So the mm -hmm. culture is really important, and I think the product culture could be very important. And it will be very interesting to see how companies deal with this because if it's anything like the FTC has laid down for Herbalife, you can't even get paid unless their company, you know, they can't, their people cannot be paid unless 80% of the total company income, money to the company, is from either retail customers or preferred customers who are not also signed up or registered as distributors. I mean, you think about what the impact of this is going to be on that company. You know, because 
people are all signed up as a distributor, and of course they fell back to being customers only because they found it so difficult to sell to people, and nobody knows how to market. Because of course you know there's no training in our industry really on how to market. I mean, Tom, you show me a training where they say you need to find your audience, like any company, find your audience. Who's going to want this? Who is the best sort of person to say yes to this? And it doesn't exist. Our idea of a market is everyone, and that's just not true. Everyone doesn't want anything. So we teach people how to shop for shoes. It's kind of like you're the woman, you're standing at Nordstrom's, and the guy says, okay, so who are you shopping for if you're a woman? There you go. Right? And who is it? Well, yeah. myself. And then she, he goes, okay, great. That 50% of the shoes, 5,000 pairs of shoes in Nordstrom's, 50% have just been, they're moved away. So there's only half left. Then he says, okay, so what kind of shoes? Running. All right, that gives you 10% of what's left on the 2,500 pairs of shoes. Okay, what kind do you want? I want Nike. That's another 10%. We're down to 250 pairs of shoes. What size do you want? Eight. That's like 25 pairs. What color do you want? White. Six pairs. So by the time you've qualified, what, do you, what does the guy bring you or the saleswoman? Six pairs of shoes that are likely to fit, and one of those you go home with. To All me, right, that take is a break. how we, we recruit and how we get customers. That's my story. All right, we're coming back right after with Kim Claver. She is a rock star. All right, we're back to Tom Chenault. It is John Milton Fogg. It's Kim Claver. Marianne Nihos is always here. Here we go. John Milton Fogg, on top of this interview, you know this woman like the back of your hand. You're working with her. She got you to part with some of your money, which is a minor miracle. Talk about why. What do we want to know from her? Let me inject something in here. One of the things Kim has done for years and proven to be so more often than not right, is see what's coming. And this whole business about the FTC, the emphasis on retail sales, the diminishment of wild product claims and unsubstantiated income claims to get rich quick crap, she has been against that, telling us it's not necessary for years. What I would ask her, Tom, and what I'm going to ask her with your permission is, where is this going? Is this for real? Are, are we looking at a, a fundamental change in how this business is done? Or is this just kind of like a tropical storm or hurricane and it will be gone soon? I would say that I hope that it's a sign of a change, that what we're doing is something that I heard first time I ever did this. Uh, from the guy in front of the room, he said to all of us that was in, uh, in the water filter company, and he now runs a big skincare company, and he said, you know, we all need to treat this like a business. And I always remember that, and I thought, well, what's a business? Well, a person who owns a business has some kind of a vision for the business, something they want to achieve. They think about who the ideal customer is. They think about what is that thing that you can really do for this set of people you know, who are have these certain characteristics. And you begin to think about, well, see, what kind of an offer could I make? How could I get somebody to part with money and feel like it's the best thing they ever did where you really have a real business? So instead of selling, it's cheap and it's fast and it's easy, which is what the history has been, not only of our industry, by the way. The Internet marketers are just as bad. Everything is a shortcut. Everything is here's the cheap, easy, fast way to do it. 
And then they say, once you get into their classes, well, we don't want anybody in here that's a get-rich-quick type. Well, what have you just sold? Get rich quick. If people are whining in 30 days or 90 days that they haven't made five grand yet, somebody sold them a get-rich-quick. How else could you feel like that? Right? Well, it's 90 days. I haven't made any money yet. 30 days. Where's my upline? How come the upline's not helping me? What, what kind of a crappy upline? I want to change upline. Somebody who's going to, like, do it for me. This is not how the real world works. So I would hope to God that the FTC's impact is to make people who come into this realize that they can make an impact. And it's not going to be like copying everybody else. We are not Xerox machines. Everybody has different styles. Tom is very different from me. We're in many, many ways on the opposite sides of probably all kinds of things. And yet I bet you he'd agree that if we find people who see this as a real business, like a normal business with real customers and real things we do for them, rather than a get-rich-quick, our whole industry's image would be better. We wouldn't. That's why the industry image is so negative. It's because we make so many really idiotic promises. And anybody really kind of knows. And after they drop out, they say, oh, I knew it was too good to be true. What was too good to be true? Well, the promise that you make ten grand a month in 90 days. You know, it's for the what the FTC Ramirez said, the ordinary person, who's that? No sales experience, no business experience, no, never owned their own real estate company before, never did anything door-to-door, really has never worked on the come. That is, you earn money after you've made a sale or some, or some kind of transaction, like we do in real estate. People without any of that kind of experience, the chances of them making ten grand in six months is probably almost zero. And we all know that as normal people. So why not say, look, here's an opportunity to make ten grand a month. Where are you going to do that? You can learn how to market. You can learn how to make people come to you. You can learn how to sell so that people say, here's my card, here's my card, let me sign up, let me sign up. That's what we want to be teaching. So we make people able to quit their jobs genuinely and honestly because they have sales skills. You can't just tell somebody, quit your job. And then they get another boss who nags them and tells them exactly what to do, what to say. You know, go leave your brochures at the 7-Elevens. And then they whine at you when you haven't done it because you don't believe in I mean, that's just like having a naggy boss, except they don't pay you. You know, we need to encourage freedom in our industry to be original, to be individual, to use the skills that you've got to build your customer empire and find your two or three in every ten who are going to build it with you. you got to have recruits. But if that's all there is, you know, I think the industry will just continue to churn through tens of thousands of people like it's done for 30 years, 40 years, because in the end it's not sustainable. you got to have something sustainable. So one other fallout, I mean, just if you're product-focused, You know, we have to be, as an industry, really careful that we teach. If I were a company owner today and I were in the weight loss business, my first training would be, okay, guys, how are we going to separate ourselves from anything a person can get at Amazon? Because if we are selling products only, let's say, as a main focus, then, you know, you're going to be a commodity. Namely, somebody can be on their Google, on their phone, on their computer, and search right now for a product like yours, similar ingredients, right? that has make similar claims about what it can do for you, and they'll find it for less money and buy. 
So we don't want to be in the commodity business as an industry. This is a very big deal. You want to be in the offer business. You want to make an offer. So if you're going to do, I don't know, say you sell sleeping, some kind of a sleeping supplement, what I would encourage people to do is say, here are five ways on your Facebook page, just on your profile, five ways to sleep without taking any drugs. And what are they? Well, you get black drapes. There are sleeping plants. There's all kinds of stuff that I have used, and I would post that stuff to demonstrate you know something that's part of your offer. And P.S., this is the product I use when, when, you know, when I really need extra. So that the product comes with you and your knowledge that you have found that you care about so that you're making kind of an offer to help change a person's life before you ask for their money. That's what I would recommend. That's what I we like do. That. Uh, yeah. And that's, that's beautiful. And, now, and you and I are like, you know, I'm a dead drunk alcoholic laying in the street that got sober accidentally, and I get one day at a time, and I help homeless people, kids, drug addicts, and that's where my friends are. Those aren't the people you think I hang around with. I don't hang around with all those ring-wearing, white-belted, white-shoes people like John Milton Fogg. Are you crazy? Your people are my people. <laughs> Does that make sense to you? Yeah. The only thing we don't have in common is our college diploma. That's where we are diametrically opposite. But everything else, man, I am completely committed to the little people like you are, the people, that ordinary person who's never enrolled anybody and i've got major problems with calling a distributor somebody a distributor that has never distributed anything the minute that tag gets put on somebody's back office should be the day they they sell something then they've distributed then they become a distributor and they're no longer a customer do you agree with that oh totally i think that's what the that's really what the ftc told herbalife that people cannot sign up as a distributor until they have been given basic education about a business, namely, and, you know, the lesson that most people don't know, because I get them in my classes all day for many, many, many years. How do you make money? Well, you're really passionate about it, right? What else? Well, we buy the product. Okay, what else? Go to the meetings. What else? Go to the Facebook pages. Right, fill it up. Go to the local events. None of those things make you any money. When you buy product, you spend money. When you go to the event, you've spent money and you get motivated and you see your friends. Did you bring any money home? No, you left it there, right? None of the things we do in our industry make any money except getting a paying customer, be that a recruit or somebody who's going to just use the product. And I think that's where the training ought to be mm-hmm. so that people see, Good. oh, this is like a real business. Oh, yeah. I get it. And suddenly there's respect. So we earn our way into becoming called a profession. You can't do that by just using the word to me. And I know I'm, I'm stepping on thin ice here, but I'm just going to do it. Because in the end, if your business is for anyone can do it, step right up, any nitwit can make a lot of money, how is someone going to see that as a profession? There's nothing to it. No requirements. Just step right up, put out your money, and join the group. And see, I think if we say, here's what you need to get in, that's what we do with our, te- our experimental teams are, here's what you need to get into the team, A, B, C, D, E. And they do it or not. Just like Harvard, there's an application system. Just like when you get married, there's an application system. You have certain requirements that you want in a wife or for the guys in a, in a, in a woman or whatever the mix is. You want certain values. We should ask for those. People who go the distance. 
people who go the extra mile, people who see that what they're selling is not the product but the fix, the future, that future somebody wants, whether it's better weight, whether it's better sex life, whether it's more income, you're selling a future, and whatever you've got is the means that you've chosen to help that person achieve it. It's a very different kind of an approach, you know? Don't you think? Couldn't agree more, 100%. What about you, Fogg? Where's your head on that one? Or Mr. Fogg? Well, I, it's, my head is following along like a, like an excited puppy behind whatever it, Kim is saying. It's one of the reasons why I signed up for her course. She is teaching stuff I do not know how to do. Now, you, you know, I don't need to know how to write a book that sells over a million copies. I've only done it twice. I know how to do that. I also know how to speak and listen and interview people. I don't need to do that. I need to know how to market, how to take this stuff that I love to do and enter into stuff I don't love to do. And I don't love to do it because I'm not very good at it. And the reason I signed up with Kim is because I need to get good at it. And it's the same thing yeah. with direct sales and network marketing. What Kim is saying is we do not train our people in the basics, the real basics. He's irritating. It's so, it's so fun when you're irritated because you so overmodulate your words. The basics. Yeah, I agree with you, John. And you know what I love about you is that you know what you're not good at and you're committed to getting better at it. And very few people do that. So here's the deal. I want you guys right now during the break to go look at a website with me. And I love the name of the website. You're going to just flip if I can just get it up here. That sounds like my life. And uh, here we go. I can't. I, you, I can't find it. Oh we'll it. post it on the Facebook. We're come back in two seconds. It's called it. MakeNetworkMarketingGreatAgain.com. Go there now. Make- All right. We are back. A final segment. We've got Kim Claver. She is a rock star, everybody. If you don't know where you need to, go to that website right now. Take a look at it and play it big. She's got this inner circle deal that John Milton Fogg joined. I may join it. I'm telling it starts in September. I want to know more about that. Anything good enough for John Milton Fogg is good enough for me. So Kim Claver, take it away, kids. You've got about five minutes. Okay. That's wonderful. I mean, I really did not expect that you would be promoting really this program or anything um, i'm why except an <laughs> well i just because you hate it you won't just because you hey kim speechless it's like even, holy cow you guys are even though you, hey even though you don't like me i've always loved you and i'm oh, telling you we are not you. on I the do. opposite I, end of yeah, the spectrum i, I am going together. to oh, i know it. i'm going to go to therapy right after this i'll be fine but i love you promote crud out of it. That's what I want you to do. We need what you've got to say. All right. So for the folks that that have never (laughs) heard me before and kind of like, you know, you're not ready to lay out some money, let me give you an option right now so you can get a taste and see if you really resonate with my work because it is a little different. So you go to kimclaver.me, K-I-M-K-L-A-V, like Victor, E-R, dot me, like mommy, you know, ever. That's it, kimclaver.me. So if you're brand new, go there first and don't spend any money. Just opt in 
there, and you will get a, 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 the orange book, which is called If My Product's So Great, How Come I Can't Sell It? It's on the house. You'll be on my list. So that's what you can do to get started. For people that are looking to become, I mean, for network marketing to become great again, which is the name of the site, Make Network Marketing Great Again, it means that those of us in it have to become greater than we are. And to me, that is going to be somebody who is in the market who, number one, you really, really, really believe that what you're marketing can make a difference in people's lives. That's number one. And you want to spread it because you think it can do that for certain people. Remember, not everyone, your size shoe, right, these people. So if that's you and you want to make a mark, you want to know that you can sell on market anytime because if you can do that, you will never be laid off. You'll never get fired. You'll never lack for money. You will be an independent person, and you can take a walk from anyone, anytime, anywhere, because you can make your own way. If you can get paying customers at will, you're free. That's freedom. So you want to have a product or a program that you really want to market. The inner circle is for people who see things differently, and they really want to shed that old self and become a real radical marketer. And it's, if you go to the link there, go ahead and watch. There's a video that shows you kind of what the program is. And I go over four really big myths that I think I don't think I don't know if I dare mention them on the on the call. But there are four big myths that have run our industry that I think have done probably in the end more harm than good for most people that have any intelligence and independence and any sense of I don't want to say these words. I don't want to do this to people. I don't want to make friends just so I can sell them if you're one of those. This program will help you do that, how to market and make friends without having in your mind that you're really going to be the barracuda who's going to sell them. So it's a paid monthly program, pretty big, not a cheap date, and we have people in here who want to become great marketers. And one of the kinds of things that we teach you how to do is if you're not making money now and you will admit that probably you're not the person you need to be to make the money that you want to make, then you got to change a little bit who you are. And that doesn't mean your birth certificate, but it means what you believe about certain things. And we have a magic chair program in there that will, in 30 days, take you from, like it did me, a late-night person who would go to sleep at 2 or 3 in the morning and get up at 10 or 11 to somebody who went to sleep at 9.30, does now, and gets up at 6, 30 days. And you can change any piece of you the way that you want, and that's part of what this program is. But you really learn how to call people on Facebook. We do a lot of Facebook free advertising and a lot of Facebook advertising, five bucks a day. We never mention the company, have never done that in 30 years. Most of my customers, all of them who buy and signed up with my six deals now, they never knew the name of the company or the product line specifically before they signed up. Nobody ever knew it. Why? Nobody cares. Only network marketers care. Well, which company? Which one is it? Which one? Mm-hmm. But normals, they don't care. I'm ready to sign up. Where is this? going to be 500 a month. Okay, I'm ready. Where is it? That's when we take them to the website and walk them through and do it. We have a 9 out of 10 sign-up ratio. Got 200 people in a new experimental deal. So I'm just saying, this is, if you want to learn to market in that way, you've got to love your product a lot, and you'd have to commit to spending an hour a day doing some of these different kinds of things in this inner circle. It's a paid monthly program. You know, it's not like 3000 a month, like Russell Brunson's, 
It's not even a thousand a month, but it is monthly, and you have to stick for six months. If you don't stick for six months, don't come at all, because the transformations that you're going to make that kind of set you free, so that you can anytime, anywhere, make a sale, make a happy customer, be recognized for being someone who brings good to other people with what you have to market. You know that that sort of a person. Then you, you're going to have to stick for six months, and after that, you can do whatever you want. All right. Quite a, that's that's really what that program is. It's at the end of makenetworkmarketinggreatagain.com. All right, you little promoter. We're out of here, and we love you, Kim Claver, and we love you, John Milton Fogg. Don't you, Marianne? Wasn't that fun? Oh, my God, that was so much fun. All right, everybody. I've always loved Kim. So. We're coming back next week. Thank oh. you so much. All right, have a wild turkey on me. We'll see you all next week.